Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 22, verses 15 through 22. Jesus is going to thwart the attempts of the Pharisees to entrap him yet again. And he's going to give us some brilliant substantive answers to their questions that help us understand better how we should live in this world today. Verse 15, Then the Pharisees went and plotted how to entangle him in his words. And they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully and that you do not care about anyone's opinion for you are not swayed by appearances. So you hear that coming from the disciples of the Pharisees and the Herodians and your alarm bells should be going off. This is a bunch of flowery fake language. They're trying to cozy up to Jesus so they can convince him that they're well-meaning and then go for the kill with whatever's coming next. A couple things about this. First of all, the fact that the Pharisees sent their disciples instead of came to Jesus themselves gives us a little bit of an idea of what they have resorted to in terms of scheming how to trap him. They know that by now they've gone toe-to-toe with him enough times. If they come and ask a question, he's not going to take their questions seriously because it's always meant to trap them. He's defeated them in this scheme every time. And so now they're saying, you know what, instead of us going and doing this, let's see if we can slip one past him by sending our disciples, these low-down guys who are just young and learning and not as sophisticated as we are. Nice try. The other thing that's interesting is that the Herodians and Pharisees are kind of competing factions. They don't get along on a lot of stuff theologically or politically. But here they are partnering together because they have a common enemy in Jesus. Jesus is upsetting the religious order, the social order. They're both threatened by him, and so they're coming together to try to trap him. They use this flowery language, which Jesus, even if he couldn't see into their hearts, which he can in their minds, would obviously see right through. Verse 17, after they try to butter him up, they say, Tell us then, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him a So, stop right there. These guys are asking Jesus a question. They want a yes or no answer. If Jesus says it is lawful to pay taxes to Caesar, he's going to get sideways with a bunch of the Jews. Because many of the Jews who are under the Roman Empire believe that if you pay taxes to Caesar, you're actually contradicting or undermining the ultimate authority of God. They believe we shouldn't pay taxes to Caesar because Caesar isn't the supreme power in our world. The one true God is. On the other side of the coin, pardon the pun, If Jesus says, no, it's not lawful to pay taxes to Caesar, then he's going to be sideways with the Roman Empire. And they actually have the ability to punish people who are insurrectionists or who stir up a rebellion. If a religious leader like Jesus, with his authority and his influence, were to say, you don't have to pay taxes to Caesar, then the Roman Empire is going to come deal with Jesus pretty harshly. On the surface, it's a pretty shrewd attempt by the Pharisees to entrap him, because if he says yes or no, he's in trouble one way or the other. But Jesus being Jesus, he doesn't say yes or no. He asks for a coin for the tax and they bring him the denarius. Jesus said to them, verse 20, whose likeness and inscription is this? They said Caesar's. So the coin that they would have brought Jesus would have had an image of Tiberius Caesar on it. He was the Caesar at the time and he was the son of Augustus. Now check out what it says on the coin. We have these that have been dug up by archaeologists and the inscription says Tiberius Caesar, son of the divine Augustus. So Augustus 
Caesar and Julius Caesar, two previous Caesars, had been deified. They'd been named by the people to be divine, to be gods. And so here they're handing a coin that says Tiberius Caesar, the son of God, divine Augustus, handing this coin to the son of God, Jesus Christ, and asking him, is it lawful to pay a tax? The irony is thick. Like I said, Jesus doesn't say yes or no. He just says, therefore, if this is Caesar's image, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Jesus tacitly gives permission to the people to pay taxes to Caesar. And a lot has been made of that today as to the degree to which people living today should submit to the government or not. Some people would say because Jesus said this, that Christians should submit to government no matter what. Some would say Christians should submit to governmental authorities as long as those governmental authorities aren't asking them to do anything that's against God's will. There's this issue of separation between church and state that gets debated here in the United States. In many cases, it's misunderstood. That wasn't meant to keep churches from having any influence in government. Rather, it was meant to keep government from being overpowering or oppressive to churches. And we've seen in history that when the church and the government get too closely aligned, there are oftentimes problems that arise in the church. But I don't think any of that is the main application of this text. Check this out. When Jesus says in verse 20, whose likeness is on this, the Greek word is icon, whose image, whose likeness is on this coin. And it's the same Greek word that is used to translate the Hebrew text from Genesis 1 when the Bible tells us that God created man and woman in his own image and likeness. So at the same time that he's saying whose likeness is on this coin, Caesar's, okay, then render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, he follows it up with and render unto God that which is God's. And what is God's is your very person. As somebody who's been made in God's image and likeness, just like the coin is Caesar's and you can pay taxes to Caesar, you owe your life to God because you were made in his likeness. So not only did Jesus not answer the question in a way they were hoping so they could entrap him, but he says something very, very profound in the same way that you're paying this tax to Caesar because it's in his likeness. You need to be offering your entire life and identity and personhood to God because you are made in his likeness. I think the level of brilliance and profoundness that is on display here was caught by at least some in the audience because it says in verse 22, when they heard it, they marveled and they left him and went away. So the question for us today isn't should Christians have to pay taxes or how much separation should there be between government and church? The question is, are you rendering to God that which is God's, namely your entire being. Not on Sundays, not just for 10%, but everything we are and have. That's a little bit to chew on, isn't it? Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.